Hello again, everybody. This is your best pal, Josh, speaking again with Cole with another episode of Cat Dead Details Later. I'm going to lead this one off with a, one, of my, one of my favorite sayings. What's blood for, if not for spilling? Or something to that effect. <laughs> anyway, this, 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 this week, we watched Candyman, 1992's uh, supernatural horror film set in uh, the projects of Chicago. And goddamn, was this uh, better than I remembered it? Man, like I, I'm so all over the place with this movie. I, I, I like it a lot, but at the same, I, I feel like I was, I, I was confused and yeah, like the, I think most, I like the feeling of the film. Yeah, so this film is scored by Philip Glass, which when I saw that, I got excited. And then while watching it, I found the sort of uh, almost like operatic direction that he took the the music just really didn't do it for me. It did in some aspects. It kind of led to or uh, lended itself well to a few of the sort of dreamlike qualities of a lot of the scenes. But um, overall, I just it found it kind of like overpowering. It's it's parts of it are a little whimsical, parts of it are a little very a little very dramatic. Actually, I guess the the whole thing feels like a dream. Yeah. Once once things get rolling, which I suppose is a really effective uh, execution of what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I assume. I think like the the only the only thing I, I have kind of like chewing at the back of my head is I feel as though I enjoyed the first part of the film more than the second part before Candyman is actually revealed which kind of sucks because like I, I love Tony Todd's performance with Ooh. like the voice man some of the best casting I've ever seen I, mm. I love Tony Todd as the eponymous Candyman mm-hmm. there's such a fun feeling to like the first part where uh, it's just Helen and Bernadette like doing their thing yeah they're like, doing almost like well, I was gonna say like a Nancy Drew or like a Hardy Boys yeah. like they're they're doing their investigation and there's still an air of mystery and a building of suspense and um, like the first time that they go to Cabrini Green, like the housing project where a lot of the film takes place, the first time they go there and the sort of menacing feeling, not necessarily of just like the building and what it could house and the fact that there was a murder there, but just the fact that they're going to be unwelcome because Bernadette's like, well, we shouldn't have dressed like cops. Like they're going to a... Uh, a lower income neighborhood where they're not necessarily the safest. Um, so there's that feeling going on as well when they're there. Like I, I liked all of those angles and I do really, I find, I like when Candyman comes in, um, but it just is, uh, it seems like a huge tone shift. Massive. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's very much a, a film in two parts. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that, like, the, the beginning did such a good job of setting up, like, the mystery and, like, making me want answers to these questions. And, like, oh, oh man, it's just, I was just so excited to, like, figure everything out. Uh, but they're, they're, for, for, first off, her, uh, Helen. Virginia her Madsen. Is sick. Oh, yeah. Add that to the very long list of places where I would <clears throat> love to live uh, um, featured in horror films. Yeah. Goddamn. Like, wow. Uh also, I'll, I'll get more to it, but I, I think she might be one of my... Like, I, I really like her as a character. Oh, fantastic. And like, Virginia Madsen did an incredible job. Wow. I really like Helen as a character. I like the um, the angle that they take uh, at the start here where 
she and her uh, contemporary uh, Bernadette, like they're both students or graduate students at uh, some university in Chicago. It might be the University of Chicago. I don't really know. Um, But I like that the film starts following them researching like urban legends yeah i thought yeah. that i thought that was a very cool avenue to take to get you into this story love it yeah. and there's a scene where the two of them are in helen's apartment very early on in the film she like removes her mirror in the washroom mm-hmm. and there's there's no wall but between these two yeah units. and she knocks out the mirror on the other side which is very cool i just thought like that was a neat little thing that I felt could have been utilized a little bit more. Primarily, the just picturing being in that position, knowing that the other apartment's vacant and not exploring it with your friend. That 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 was crippling to me as a viewer. Like <laughs> I would have been through that hole so fast. You would have gone through the hole. Yes. Are you how? Okay, man. Like like they remove the both mirrors. Yeah, but Bernadette even says like, "Oh my god, I saw someone over there. Light went on." Like. Yeah, I wouldn't go through that hole. I think it would. I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if I saw you going through the hole. Any hole you go into, I'm going to go into after. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, there, I, I don't think that there's a single joke I could make to follow that without regretting it. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought like that. That was, that was the one thing early on that really kind of like, oh, man, I just, I just, I just wanted to get back there. But... They kind of make up for it because when they do go to the, the, this other like apartment building as cops, but not actually as cops, Helen does end up going through. Another yeah, hole she in goes the through wall. a different hole, a dirtier, less inviting hole. Bernadette stays on the other side, just having a little little smoke on the tub. As a man who's been known to have a puff here and there, is an incredibly difficult film to watch and not want to just be smoking while they're smoking. It's like watching Twin Peaks. Lot of lot of smoking. This film's ninety two. Yeah, it really felt more eighties to me, and I mean like core eighties. I, hmm. I, I I thought that it held. It just felt very nostalgic to me in a lot of ways. It a decade this, through which neither of us lived. You were nostalgic for that for like viewing those films. Oh as a yeah, yeah, because yeah. obviously when you grow up in the nineties, you're yeah, not you... watching modern films. You're watching films that came out just before you were born. True. Kind of thing. So I felt like 90s kids got like a full blast of 80s. We had the VHS tapes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, were yeah. finally in uh, people's houses. So a lot of the horror uh, you end up watching just happens to be from the 80s. It's, totally. It's the decade that was right before you. I felt that the 90s had like a really, really, really weird transition where we got into some awful films. Yeah. Uh, and this this film, I thought, really still captured like that 80s magic. It, it, was, a per- it was sort of like a perfect perfect cusp film. Because I think that a lot of the shots, uh, a lot of the fashion... I mean, it's still, it's still really early 90s. like So it's still a carryover from the 80s as far as aesthetically. For sure. Yeah. But I think that the music that Philip Glass composed had like brought it over the over the edge into the 90s because it didn't yeah. have any like sweet synth bass like I was, I was just like about a, to say we're, for some reason I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking of like they live or something like that where like the I mean obviously totally different styles of film but that's the kind of music that I would expect to hear in an 80s yeah oh film. man like uh, 80s horror every single cover you can you can just see like that open door in the background with like synthy sounds creeping a yeah. little bit like yeah just 
like like synth and 80s horror go together like pb and j mm-hmm. at least for slashers and stuff good set of sounds though. yeah that, that's sense. really coming back full force yeah so i mean we we sort of briefly touched on the plot so Candyman is supposed to be uh, the spirit of a murdered artist who is the son of a, sl- a former slave who, if you say his name five times in the mirror, he's supposed to appear behind you and kill you with his hook that is affixed to his sawed-off right hand. Um, what, what, what was it? What was it? Oh, I like that they give you five... Instead of the usual three, like the Candyman, 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 and Don't so on. See it? Uh, yeah, of course not. <laughs> I'm too scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but while watching the film, watching someone say it five times seems like a lot. But I would rather that safety net than the classic three of a Bloody Mary mm. or a Beetlejuice <laughs> and other terrifying specters. Um, <laughs> I think the the design of Candyman is awesome. He looks hella fly. (laughs) Fur coat, checkered pants, black dress shoes, some kind of ascot or scarf. Tony Todd looks sick. Yeah, like say what you will about Candyman, the guy's got style. Hell yeah. It's also got that sweet rib cage film of bees. Awesome. Looked so cool. I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how appreciated it would be by others, but I think it looks pretty sweet. Yeah. Have well, you seen Under the Coat? Like, man, like it's a man, bold got move. It. I'm not sure like if it's like really like a like a like an in thing, but like like I think he's ahead of the time. You know? well, once he gives you that peep under the coat, you know you're you're good to go. The uh, the characters Bernadette and uh, 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 Helen, our our main chick, sorry, our leading lady, they find out the story. I mean, they've list, they've heard things here, dribs and drabs from some cleaning ladies and other students that they've been interviewing, like hunting down this story. But when they're out to dinner with uh, Helen's husband Trevor, who is a professor, uh, so already established to be a likely a, a, a somewhat inappropriate relationship, considering she's a grad student and he's a professor at the school. Um, but they're there with another professor who they just made up perfectly to be the most pompous. Anytime you have a poor uh, opinion of like what an academic could be, that's that guy. And I loved his delivery of everything and how just absolutely arrogant he is. But he delivers them the story of, of Candyman's history and how his family or his father came out of slavery and became a successful duty, developed this patent for a mass producing shoe machine Candyman himself is a is a renowned artist who gets contracted by a, a wealthy man to do a piece for him he while there oh a, a portrait of his daughter right and while there of course they fall in love and then she gets pregnant and then the father doesn't like that because he's not a good person so then uh, a tale as old as time the townsfolk get together and uh cut this dude's uh, hand off after beating him nearly to death and then there's a bee far an apiary nearby and uh i guess they grab some honeycomb from the bees and slather him up and then he dies from bees which would be a terrible way to go 
Oh, yeah. I, I think if I recall correctly, Tony Todd actually set up a contract while filming this uh, to get paid every time he got stung. And I believe he got stung over 20 times. I'm unsurprised because... There were the, so many bees. So many bees. And there's this one scene in particular, I think it's when he reveals his chest piece, rib bone, bee bonanza, where he also has just a bunch of bees in his mouth. And looking at that, I was like, okay, is that just like a wax dummy or uh, maybe they're like CGI bees? Uh, but it looked truly as though there were, like were a, bunch of, a bunch of bees, bunch of bees in his mouth. And that's going to be a no thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'd do it for some money, but... I like. Oh man, I'm curious to see how much he got. But yeah, I, I hope that there's some sort of bee tax for actors to be like, hey man, like I'm happy to work with the bees, but if I get stung... Like, yeah, there has to be a bee tax. Yeah, that's a thousand bucks a... Thousand bucks. I think it's probably more than more money than that, but uh, I, would, I, would, I don't know. Yeah, man, I would might. go for a thousand bucks to sting in today's money. Oh hell yeah! If you have, like stung twenty seven times. Although I don't know if I'm allergic, so that would up the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love the design of Candyman. Love the uh, the lore. So like perfect urban legend that could just legitimately be a thing. I love the urban urban legend approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why he's called Candyman. Is yeah. it the honey? Okay, so here's my whole thing that always, like, this drives me nuts, because seeing Candyman's design, I assumed that it would be a candy hook, because that is a thing. Oh, like a candy cane? No, yeah, like if you were to make candy, so I'm sure you've seen the process of, like, how... uh, Like pulling sugar. Yeah, exactly, exactly, a sugar cane, but not a sugar cane, like a a hook, a candy hook is what they're called. Is a candy hook a thing? Yeah, a candy hook's a thing. That, that's how you pull sugar. So you like manually, you loop it over the hook, and then you pull it, and then you loop it, and you pull it, and then you loop it, and you pull it. Oh, and, and that's it. not what he has. And he just has a hook. But it's not a candy hook. But it's not a candy hook. Well, what the fuck? So, I, yeah, like, I thought I thought that was a sure thing before watching the film. I was like, oh, he's, he's the candy man. He's got a candy hook for his hand. But and maybe and hook. maybe somewhere in his backstory, he, there's candy involved would be a place to start. Well, and there, there was something with candy, because there's the... When Helen walks through that hole in the wall... That's the only time we see candy. We see candy on the floor and there's razor blades in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And that's never touched on again. I, I felt like, like, yeah, did I miss something? Or? See, this is... I think that's sort of where, like, the dream aspect of this entire film sort of, like, fits. Because at that... Or, or starts to kick off. Because it's one of these things that your brain might throw at you that you just, like, completely disregard. Or, like... Come back to you later and just look at it and like, why was that a part of it? And I just I feel like they missed like an easy in for because okay so there's there's the hook thing right, but I also remember thinking that would be the tie-in for the bees because there's so much sugar. Yeah, and like oh like sure like the bees are there. You know? like, yeah, okay. that's why the bees love him because he's like always a one-two punch ready for like a candy tie-in and it's just they could have called him Honeyman. Or, uh, well, that, or like the bumbler, or, or something <laughs> like. I, 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 me, I was gonna say, I feel like you proposing those ideas kind of explains. <laughs> like, 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 like they're at the boardroom, like, yeah, like he could be like the bumbler, or and then, <laughs> or like stings Mackenzie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be like, Candyman sounds cool. Candyman is a cooler sounding Candyman. name. It just doesn't make any sense. Oh no, it's the bumbler. <laughs> well, if he stung you to death or something. Look in the mirror and say, bumbler. 
five times. <laughs> <laughs> he buzzes behind you. <laughs> buzz, buzz. Okay. I don't know, man. There's there's a happy medium somewhere to be found where it, it at least pertains to him. There's a scene early on in the film, too, where uh, it looks like her uh, uh, Helen's husband, Trevor, is, uh, as a professor, he teaches like an, uh, an urban legend lesson as a part of whatever course he's teaching um so she comes she comes by the school to uh come talk to him and after the lesson he's surrounded by a gaggle of uh the the good students the you know the the high of achievers and one of them stacy is uh getting pretty familiar with him and he seems to be pretty cozy with her so you know immediately that there's obviously something going on there but he brushes it off and Helen seems to let go of her suspicions. Uh, that'll come back to bite her. Oh, yeah. So when, once we get to the killings, this film, though, in hindsight, it actually reminds me a lot more of th- this film being much better quality. It's very similar to Nightmare on Elm Street 2 in the sense of I, I just feel like uh, the the relationship between Candyman and Helen, like he's almost like grooming her for a purpose. And like, yeah, he. You don't have the the traditional main character in a threat that they're necessarily running away from. Even though it seems like at any point in time he could just hook her up. Yeah, he could have killed her. But instead, it seems like she's either actually losing her mind and killing the people herself. Or he's really killing them around her for some reason. Well, I think, well, the the reason being is he establishes, like, he only lives through retelling of his legend, right? So he yes. needs to kind of... But I just don't know, spread. like, I don't know why yeah. the reason would be to be around her. Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah. in that, it, like, that's actually counter to his purpose. Because now he's no longer... Now he's making it look like she's murdered these people. Thereby removing his involvement at all in people's mind. So that doesn't really track for myself yeah i i i'll admit i definitely felt a little bit confused with like the rules if that makes yeah. sense like i it didn't necessarily bother me in fact if anything it just made me want to watch it again with like more right more of a, a, a steel focus but this this time around like i think th- this is my second time ever same seeing the film okay so like, and the yeah, first I, time i slept through it so um yeah, I, I definitely would like to watch it again and try to, like, piece the puzzle together a little bit more. But this time I was definitely, like, I, I felt like I was missing a few. There, there's some gaps. Oh, uh, we haven't spoken about the little kid that sort of, like, oh, helps Helen at all. Jake. Like, Jake is awesome. Yeah, Jake's dope. Man, this is, like, a, a, like one of those movie kids where, yeah, like, I think you actually said it while we were watching at one point. Like, why is beyond his years? Oh, no, yeah, he's full on just, like, a man trapped in a boy's body. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one scene where he takes, he leads Helen to this like weird public washroom area, which I think would probably be the second most frightening part of this film where she goes in to, uh, apparently a kid had be, Oh my God, this flashback scene where this little kid had gone in there to use the washroom. And then the candy man ripped his fucking dick off with his hook and left it floating in a toilet. Uh, because even, I think it was actually the scene where I, slipped out wise beyond his years where she's like what happened did he kill him and he's like no worse and the kid's dick was ripped off uh, and then he explains about the dick ripping and uh, 
I think he, he follows that up with, like, better off dead. And I'm like, <laughs> no fucking kidding, dude. <laughs> uh, for all of you eunuchs out there or, like, people who have had dick accidents or things like that, like, I'm so sorry. And I don't mean to make light of that situation because I can't imagine a truer hell. Uh, and I'm, or, you know, maybe it's like a Tesla scenario where if you become forcibly abstinent, then you have all the, all of your brain can just go to, okay, more on this later. We're going to think about this and, and come back with a yeah. verdict. Yeah, but this kid gets his dick ripped off. Yeah. Um, lots of blood. Yeah. So then when Helen enters this washroom. Good blood effects. Great blood. Oh, the gore in this movie is uh, Tony Todd's hook hand with the nails oh. in the stump and all. Like, it's constantly... I'm amazed we haven't said anything about that yet. That coagulated was... blood and fucking... Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, that's not going to come out. There's that, that sleeve in the coat where I'm just like, oh, yeesh. I think he's got bigger problems. Yeah, he's probably... I mean, part of his look, I think. But, mm-hmm. like, just... Uh, so, yeah, anyway, she goes into... Uh, this washroom and she, it's apparently a stink stall high heaven she's having some gaggy moments and looking into stalls to try and I don't know why she's in here taking photos I guess I don't know how long ago the kid's dick got ripped off but it was a long I, I, can't, I can't have been that long ago because she's in here investigating and then a crowd of uh, ne'er-do-wells enters after her and surprisingly enough we at this point we haven't actually met the candy man but the guy who purports to be the candy man in this instance is dressed actually pretty similarly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like some of these people have actually seen him. Or the legend of his description, or the description, yeah. like, has filtered down through time. But this guy beats her. And I'm glad that she doesn't get killed, obviously, because then we wouldn't have as much of a movie. Uh, and I really hope that there wasn't any other nefarious things happening, because that's what I thought was going to have mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. Um, it seems as though she was just attacked and beaten. Um, and the effects of her when she's in the police station and she's got the swollen eye and all that. Like, I love how they did it. Like, I had a, a head injury last year and they nailed it. And in fact, I really, really like how they actually go through time a little bit here. And we see the healing process. Yeah. And now... There is an instance where uh, Bernadette's checking up on her, and you see her eye, and her uh, her iris is all bloodshot, which is not. I, I don't think I, I don't think that actually happens, because like when I when it happened to me, although maybe it does. She got hit directly on the eye. I got hit above the eye, but it was my sclera that went all red, and it was like fully like that's covered in blood so like yeah. i kind of wish that they i mean that's such a nitpicky thing but i kind of wish that that's where they had gone with it instead of uh just doing the iris but at the end of the day it does get the effect across and i like that they paid attention to enough detail where we get to see the healing process yeah after she leaves trevor and stacy um without doing anything to them uh because she's not a killer uh, everyone just thinks she is. And at this point, she runs to the projects, right? Well, I think, yeah, she, like, ends up on this bridge, like, looking into the water. Oh, and right. she hears Candyman's voice. Mm-hmm. I'll be waiting. <laughs> and then she goes back uh, and then finds uh, his lair, which I, I, I like. I, I kind of hope it's called the candy shop. And he's just, like, taking a nap <laughs> on some cement. She, she also finds a hook of her own just yeah. hanging by a chain. And I like that 
The conflict scene is very short-lived. She approaches him. He's sleeping. Then he wakes up and she just stabs him with the hook. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. None, none, none of that. that. Yeah. Don't do that. She's like, oh, okay. He's like, are we doing this? <laughs> She's like, yeah. Because um, she wants wants the kid to be safe. And he does, he in a much more poetic way, but he's basically telling her, like, this is the best way to live. Like, if you're just living on the, you don't actually have to be. But, like, yeah, you you just live on in the in the minds of the people and in their dreams, he says. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's kind of, he's kind of right. I mean, you don't want for anything anymore other than the spilling of innocent blood. And, I mean, why, really? It's not hard to come by these days. It's a good thing that he's such a smooth talker just because uh, when he's, he's carrying her. I think she's like, is there going to be any pain? Exquisite. He says exquisite, yeah. Exquisite. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, but, but like, don't worry. That, that, that death's going to come quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exquisite, you say? What, do you, what, what would you mean by exquisite? Um, and then the bees come. Because he, like, lies her down and he, like, reveals uh, the yeah. bees. Yeah, 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 yeah. We and did jumble just, all this up. It, oh, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Real messy. Real messy. Uh, but Definitely I, not like any of the other episodes we've ever done at yeah, all. Like, yeah. we, we're really dropping the ball this here. This is a one-off. That's, yeah. Um, Never going to happen again. Bees. More bees. Fade to black. And then, is she in the garbage pile? She She's ends like up, outside of it. Yeah. Um, the, the, the stack for the bonfire that they're yeah. going to have. And, yeah, she, she detects that the child is in... The, this actually looked like a fun place to explore. Um, I don't know about that. I, I don't blame anyone for disagreeing. I just think it's look private. I've always <laughs> I've always loved the idea of exploring a junkyard. Like a classic 1950s mm-hmm. to 1970s like junkyard for kids where there's just a bunch of treasures and, 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 and broken down cars and mm-hmm. piles of cool stuff. I've always loved that idea, which this sort of gives off that That's vibe. That's kind of uh, yeah, it's... But climbing through that pile one wrong move and the whole thing is going to fall on you i also think that it would have been more fun when i was like three feet tall yeah uh there's a bunch of folks outside getting ready to light this thing on well fire. uh our buddy jake sees uh because she's still carrying her hook at this point she sees or he sees just the hook descending in the pile and he's like oh shit Candyman's here uh, and sure enough Candyman does appear uh, inside, and he's basically breaking his own contract because this kid is about to get burnt to a crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, but she manages to like. Once this thing is set ablaze, she she grabs a piece of wood that is on fire, and like I think she jabs it into like his stomach or in, into the bees. Oh, you got me in the bees! <laughs> <laughs> um, and she she starts crawling out, and th- this is actually a pretty scary scene. Um, I think if I had a, had one scene to take away that I think would have scared me. Um, earlier on in my horror career, <laughs> um, it's Candyman chasing her through this thing because she's having a hard time getting anywhere, and he's just breaking through boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's making short work of this thing, uh, and eventually, like a plank falls down on her. But oh she... my god, a burning beam falling on your back while you're cr- I couldn't this, come up with another B, but one of the, the the worst scenes I've seen. For someone getting burned, where you just, it's not frantic, like no one's running around and yeah. like twirling so that you can't see them, like she's just crawling, trying yeah. to get out of here. Trying and to extricate herself from the weight of this plank of wood that's just 
burning her. You, you, like, you feel hot. She's on fire. And it's the late 90s, so all of the things she's wearing are probably nylon and polyester. Mm-hmm. So it's just melting and grafting to her skin. And then you have to just watch it catch her hair. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, Saves the baby. Yeah, re- return, returns the baby to his mother. She's badly burned. Like, this is um borderline Anakin. Yeah. From Revenge? I think so. Of the Sith? Yeah. Um, and... She doesn't make it. <laughs> now, in her coffin, casket, however you prefer, they couldn't spring to give her a fucking wig, <laughs> yeah. dude. I didn't want to say I anything. could not believe that they just <laughs> let her have this, like, this is her final show, and they don't give her the respect of a wig? Yeah, and I Trevor's think... a piece of shit, dude. <laughs> like, how much does the wig gonna cost? Like, clenches his teeth at, like, the 70 bucks or whatever? Like, ooh. It doesn't even... You could go to a fucking dollar store, and I don't even know if they <laughs> exist at that point, but, like, get, you get one of those stupid blue, like, dumb wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that isn't just the fuck. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It's like, in my head at first, I felt kind of judgmental i was like hey you know what like that's just her skin like bald is beautiful it's like she had hair in life no one knew her as a bald yeah, person specifically yesterday for the yeah. majority of it <laughs> as far as assumptions go it might be safe to say that she would want yeah like just doesn't matter she's dead but i i was absolutely thinking about the fact like i don't know yeah then we get that final scene once again back in the apartment and trevor's having a good old cry in the so, washroom yeah at, oh, sorry about that <clears throat> To this point, I hadn't really... I was starting to, like, fall out. I was even actually starting to drift off to sleep again. Uh, I wasn't really enjoying how it was finishing up. And then we get this final scene. And I think the ending saves the movie for me. Yeah, I loved the ending. I like the actual final frame a lot. Yeah. Stacy's cooking. Say say what you will about Stacy's mom. (laughs) But I think Stacy herself has got it going on. Uh, she, she also seems like a bitch. Oh, yeah, she um, sucks. She's making her angry salad or steak or whatever. Yeah, and then Trevor ends up, like, muttering Helen's name, I think, three times in the movie. Four. Oh, he, he gets a four out. Although he may have even got slipped a fifth in there. I know that at some point it gets very quiet, but because as soon as he said he's looking at himself in the mirror and he says Helen, I'm like, all right, there's one. He's going to do it because she, yeah. she's now going to be the... What does she say? What's her last? Um, she repeats what she said to him when she first came back and saw him and Stacy together. She said, like, you're not afraid, are you? Or something mm-hmm. like that. And for some reason, there's a strobe effect, but it really works here. Like, there's no reason for the lighting to be like that. But I like that she comes back bald, and I like that she comes back at all to, like, fuck with him. And the lighting here is very frightening. All well, very well done. Yeah, you get that new layer of, like, uh, another urban legend starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. It, th- that, this is the area where it makes sense for her to be bold. And, like, now she's got, like, the origin story of, like, oh, man, like, why does she look like that? And, like, oh, yes, she was burned. and Exactly. She, like, she has the perfect origin story for her own urban legend. Although, I do think that would be weird if you heard an urban legend that was a tie-in from an urban legend. Yeah, like, like, like a spin-off. About, like, yeah, like, a guy where it's, like, oh, if you go into the woods at night and, like, you say ten, Dylan. Ten, yeah, Dylan's <laughs> name. You say Dylan's name three times. He comes out and he gets you. And he, and he like, whoa, okay, who, who's this Dylan guy? Well, he's a guy who went into the woods looking for Bigfoot. Yeah. And he found him. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so, is Bigfoot real? No, of course not. 
but Dylan will catch you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a really, it is kind of weird putting a hat on a hat. And th- that, that was the only reason where I was kind of like, ah, I, I, I feel like I've got some humming and hawing to do about the ending. Visually, I like it. I like yeah. the idea behind it. But there is just something about the like, layers of like, okay, is when a Helen's victim's going to come back? They're like... Yeah, it's a never-ending chain. You, yeah. As in the immortal words of Stevie Nicks, you can never break the chain. You must never break... Maybe that's it. Yeah, well, I fucked that up. Uh, I don't even really like Fleetwood Mac. Although rumors, man, that album front to back, nothing but bangers. People want to talk to me about Tusk. Rumors is where it's at. You don't like Tusk. I don't know. It's fine. Tusk's okay. My friend Jax, is, it's her favorite... Uh, I think it was one of her favorite albums of all time. Oh, see, that's absurd. Rumors is it, rumors is clearly yeah. a better album. Then, uh, oh yeah, and then the Stacey final comes, the final yeah. frame. We, oh, sorry, Stacy comes and sees all the blood and the dead Trevor. He looks great. Like I mean, he doesn't look great. Like he looks horrible, but he looks great. Very like, well done. Her. They did such a good job. Does she? Does Stacy get killed? No, I think she she, she just like screams in the doorway. Mm. Well, maybe that'll teach you to not go after married men, Stacy. One final note. Uh, that actually occurred to me in this final scene that ties into a scene where uh, when Helen is first arrested, she's covered in blood and she's made to take off her clothes and the officer says, remove your brassiere. And then at this final scene, when we see Stacy walking around, she's not wearing a bra and is bouncing all over and nipping out. And For the first time in my life, I think, I realized that the word bra is short for brassiere. I had no fucking idea and it just clicked in my brain. Wait, th- what did you think a br- brassiere was? Well, I, I've always known what a brassiere is. But I'm just saying I never put the two together. There was never this moment of like, that's bonkers. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I'm the word guy. I mean, this is kind of nice to, to be wearing the, putting the shoe on the other foot. I'm getting flashbacks to, there, there's one time I, I showed up uh, at your work. And you were listening to Creedence Clearwater Revival. And I just remember, because you're like, oh man, like I'm, I'm really into like this band lately. I was like, you know, if you like these guys, CCR <laughs> sounds just like... And like, I didn't even finish the sentence. Your eyes shot wide open. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I just put it together. I just put it together. I haven't heard this song. <laughs> you learn something every day. I think that's what we can take away from this episode is that you learn something every day. But yeah, oh, sorry. Final frame. We see this painting of Helen in Candyman's former lair, I think, or something like that. And she's now got a wreath of flames as her hair, and she looks very triumphant. And that's, that's, I really like that they end on that frame. Mm. That was. I, I just wish that my idiot brain wasn't expecting the mural to wink before it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until next time. Uh, I have not seen any of the sequels, but I'm looking forward to giving yeah. them a shot. We're not. I don't think we're kicking off a series at this point, but yeah. uh, we'll come back and revisit the sequels at a later time. Mm-hmm. Got a number kicking around for? Yeah, I think uh, I got a, a 74 floating around in my brain. Right on. Right yeah. On. Yeah, I think I'm gonna gonna park a nice uh, little seventy eight on here. Nice, yeah, it's an enjoyable film. Uh, it gets a little muddled in the middle, but uh, muddled in the middle, muddled in the middle, muddled in the middle. Yeah, I, I think it's one that I'll probably watch again. I really like how they did the uh, the credit sequence at the at the start. I've never seen anything like it. Like the way that 
Oh yeah, they, that was like, great. Like a name would come across from the right and then drop down to the middle and then sometimes from the bottom and from the left. It just seemed very chaotic. Like a Tetris open. Yeah. Really like that. Never seen it executed mm. like that before. I was also just thinking like the that overarching shot. Like that was a pretty damn straight line following that highway. That was pretty cool. And the shots of uh, when Helen's going to the university and there's like this sort of bowl like with steps around it and stuff like that. First of all, that setting's very cool, but watching like the way the camera like sort of hovers over that I thought was really uh, good. Uh, I also really liked uh, a few scenes where Helen sort of seems to start be, she's becoming like disoriented and the camera like totally forgot that Ted Raimi's in this. Oh, the beginning, shit. The, yeah, so just yeah. a quick little last thing but yep, there quick. is like this whole little thing at the very beginning where uh, someone's talking to Helen I think it's probably Bernadette maybe. No, it's uh, the person she's interviewing. Yeah, and she's like, okay, like, you haven't heard of Candyman. This is ridiculous. And she talks about this lady who had her boyfriend over, but it wasn't actually her boyfriend. She was seeing a different guy. But now Billy shows up to the house. Billy's a badass. Billy, oh, he rides a motorcycle. He rides a cool bike. He doesn't even have a hair. <laughs> he doesn't even have a helmet. Um, but it's yeah, Ted Raimi. It's Ted Raimi. Which was fucking awesome. Okay. Thank you for listening. This has been fun. If you would like to suggest a film... Or just shoot us a message for any other reason. You can do so at cddlpod at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can reach out to us on Instagram at cddlpod. That would also be fun. Uh, So, you know, hope to hear from you. In the meantime, do take care, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Buzz, buzz. Oh, Oh, damn it. (laughs)